Brett, I feel like if I'm looking at the cover of your book here, your pro-life bottom line, and we see this graph and it's just going hockey stick, that's what's going to happen to our listeners now that you've been on the show. That is a solid hockey stick sound effect. Well played. You ever played hockey? Watch out. We're down here in Texas. We don't know what that sounds like. Oh, yeah, the attitudes. Welcome to the bonus show. I can not explain how happy I am. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Bonus. Everybody loves a bonus. Actually, you know what I'm excited about? When we did our first episode with Brett, I had on a suit and tie. It's 90 degrees in here. Yeah. I mean, this is like, what do you call it? Uh, well, that was weeks ago anyway. <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes ago. And I got to say, like, uh, I did that, what's it called? The The... Uh, yoga, hot yoga. Hot That's, yoga. Yeah, hot yoga. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Why do people do that? Torture by choice. Yeah. No, I did it for a while, and I was like, "Do, do I like this? I smell bad." Like, <laughs> what is it? It's <laughs> yoga inside a sauna. They they turn it up to like ninety eight degrees yeah. in the room, and then you do yoga. And yeah. no, and they add humidity. Smart. Oh yeah. I right. mean, it's like outrageous humidity. Yeah. yeah. So you, you are still supposed to wear deodorant when you go do it. I got to do this part. Welcome to the Beatitudes. I'm Jeff <laughs> Shufflebein. Don't worry about the deodorant. I'm so excited to be back here with the Beatitudes. I'm with my co-host, Paul Kolker. Howdy. And Nick Besner. What's going on? And we are the Beatitudes. We are a show for Christian men seeking to grow together in humor and holiness as we seek to do God's will in our life. And as we've discussed, Beatitudes are seekers who also are not feeling sorry for themselves. They're having fun. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we ever you said that get one. Better. Yeah. Get yeah. better. Be a better person. Get better. That's Beatitudes. Get better. Get better today. <laughs> I love, love it. it. Hey, have either one of y'all had trouble saying Beatitudes lately? Like when you... <laughs> I heard yes. somebody say it there. I was like, that's the wrong word. <laughs> that, that word does not work. Okay, uh, Paul. Yes. We want to surprise you. Nick and I were talking about how you're going places. Oh. Yeah, you really are. So we had uh, a gift made for all three of us, but we're surprising you with it right now. What? You get your very own Beatitudes luggage tag. What? <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> so when you're traveling around, ah. setting the world on fire, you can have your own face alongside me and Nick. <laughs> I'll nev never be separated from you. The Beatitudes. Yep, there it is. Wow. So I'm I don't know why <laughs> we were like, planning this trip to Chicago with you and we're like, what can we do? And so that is awesome. Luggage tag. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Yeah. Nobody will ever mistake their luggage. No, they'll be like, well, well, whose faces? No, I give me saw one. Your who, are these, who are these cartoons with big hair? I saw your hair on that bag over there. <laughs> I got a haircut because I was self-conscious. You should grow a beard after seeing the two of us on I there. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. Hormone disorder. Anyway, <laughs> Beard. Happy, Not required to be a Happy dude. bonus show? I don't know what right? this is. Yeah, yeah, thank you. This is great. Yeah, so we're going places, Paul. All right, Um. well, good. Well, we're back with Brett Atterbury from Heroic Media. We've been having a great time today. Uh, the first episode, we talked in depth about what does it mean to have pro-life media and then also a little bit of change in the vernacular so that we can change the way we think about the pro-life world. And we went into Brett's book, Your Pro-Life Bottom Line by Brett Atterbury, Attaboy. And um, I'll tell you what, Brett, this book, you start off by telling a personal story that kind of took you on a journey to being a, a, at the forefront of this, um, this national movement. Um, can you share with us your journey, your pro-life journey? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, the first important part of it is that I was um, not Catholic for almost the first 40 years of my life. 
and around the age of 38 had somewhat of a mystical experience. It was very powerful. And through some friendship, uh, I mentioned uh, Don Greiner, who wrote the uh, forward to my book, happened to be Catholic and said, hey, have you considered the Catholic Church? I was like, no, but I don't have anything against it. He goes, would you go over there and talk to the priest and tell him what's going on with you? Sure. So I went over there, and uh, a week later, I was in RCI inquiry, and the following spring, on April the 10th, 2004, I came into the Catholic Church. You so, waste a lot of time doing stuff that's really big in your life, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I would say God has patience with me, ah. <laughs> big time. It's like, why did it take so long? I, I often think about that. It's like, why did it take so long, Lord? He hasn't given me the answer yet. It's his timing. I don't yeah, know. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, it happened. And uh, then it was quick. Yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as you decided, you want to go in here? Yes. I'm in. <laughs> Catholic. Thank you. You know what, though? Just a quick aside. So, what really grabbed me, like, I was kind of like a blank sheet of paper. I didn't oh. know anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the first two inquiry classes. They started talking about the history of the Catholic Church. Mm. And I was like, well, that's it. That is the Catholic Church. Like, why would I want anything yeah. else? I felt. Immediately, I was like, this is the direction I'm going. That's beautiful. You didn't have to unlearn anything. Yeah. That's oh, my, so my whole world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be a blank sheet of paper sometimes. <laughs> and and so anyway, I, I'm going, I'm, you know, I got bright lights on. I'm really into my faith. And then there's that, that teaching from the Catholic Church about life, life teaching. So, yeah. So this was a, this was a challenge for me because 20 years prior to that, when I was just a teenager, my girlfriend got pregnant and we agreed together and she had an abortion. And it just didn't, I won't say it didn't affect me at all for that 20 years, but it really didn't affect me that much. Every now and then I'd kind of go like, oh, wow, that was weird. That happened. Mm-hmm. Right? That, was, that was it. That was about the depth of it. And now here I'm Catholic. I'm learning about um, the Catholic Church teachings I'm much more, of course, naturally, I'm, I'm thinking about God, I'm thinking about my life, and I'm starting to feel uneasy. But that was weird, too, because I knew enough about the church's teaching. I knew at that Easter vigil that everything was forgiven. Yeah. So this wasn't a question of I'm not forgiven. I knew that, and I believed it, but I knew something was wrong, and it, and it just got worse, like, year after year. It took a long time, nine years, as a matter of fact. Wow. So I'm driving home nine years later. I'm listening to Catholic radio, and I hear, uh, I'm sure I've heard it many times before, but it was a commercial for a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. Yeah. For those who don't know, Rachel's Vineyard is a retreat for abortion healing. I listened to it, and I was like, I guess God said, Brett, this is your time. He didn't say that. I didn't hear those words, but all of a sudden in my heart, I was like, I, I, have, to, I have to find out if that's where I need to be. Maybe that's what's going on with me. And so I run upstairs and I call and I, I say like, um, so I tell her my little story. Do you think the retreat will help me? She goes, yes. And the second question is, is do you take men? Cause I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, maybe this is just yeah. women. Maybe men aren't there. She goes, absolutely. She goes, you'll be in the minority, but absolutely we take men. Okay. So I'll be there two weeks later. I'm there. I'm not really sure like why, except I just believe that something, God's going to lead me to something here. And there were three amazing things that happened during that retreat. I'll, I'll just talk about two of them in the interest of time. We are, we get to the point, I think it's on day two. I may mess this up, the order up a little bit because it's been a while, but I think it's day two. And this is the, everybody that's at the retreat is going to share their story with everybody else sitting in a circle. Yeah. 
And so it's coming around. It's my time. I'm, you know, I'm planning in my head. These are kind of things I'm going to say, blah, blah, blah. And this is why I, I know this was a Holy Spirit moment because finally it gets to my turn. And everything that came out of my mouth had zero to do with what I was planning to say. Yeah. Nothing at all. Wow. So what came out of my mouth? Surprising to me, and I think this is what the Lord was trying to show me. Surprising to me was I just focused on my shame as a man who now, you know, this is 20 years later, I'm married, I'm raising three kids. I know what it's like as a man to be a leader, a protector, a provider. And all I could think about was, man, did I completely fail in all of those three things back then 20 years ago. And and some people say, you're 18, you know what you're doing. Well, I was, I was, I was new enough to, to, to get, to, to have a child. Yeah. Right. That's no, that's no excuse. Right. It's not. And I think I, I, I think it was so deeply shameful. I was so deeply ashamed that I just could never confront it. And it took this retreat for the Lord to say, now I'm going to show you what it is. Bam, there it is. And it was from that moment that, you know, the healing began. It was like at that moment that the Lord reached out, you know, you're crying, everybody's crying. This is a whole th- four hours of crying. That's how healing yeah. retreats yeah. tend to go. Yeah, it's yeah. like... And I think it was that moment that the Lord just reached out and said, now I'm going to heal you and I've got something for you. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. This is looking back. So what was that something? Well, the next day, everybody, you know, everybody that's at the retreat gets to spend an hour of adoration by themselves with the Lord. So how am I going to spend that time? Well, I spent the first part of that time writing a letter to uh, my child in heaven, whom I named Jesse. Jesse. And then I finished that. And I was just so grateful. I, you know, that it's hard to describe the feeling of almost like when you come out of confession, sometimes that you you feel this physical load off your back. Mm -hmm. I had that multiply that times a hundred. And I just dropped to my knees. I looked at the Lord and I just said something to the effect of Lord, I don't know anything about pro-life movement, like nothing. Um, but you've given me a lot of talents. You give me a lot of experience. If there's some way you can use me to help young women and young men not make that same choice that my girlfriend and I made so long ago, I'm yours. Wow. And so I, as I tell people, I went into that retreat on one path in life and came out of that retreat on another path in life. And I didn't know what the heck I was going to do, but I had some experience in, um, digital publishing at the time. So I was like, I wonder if there's a magazine about pro-life, a digital magazine, looked around, couldn't find anything. So I named it, of all things, ready? Pro-Life Magazine. There you go. <laughs> Let's can just you, tell them what it is. Can, really, can you talk to us about the process of arriving at that title? <laughs> shows, shows well on SEO. Yeah. There's the process. Well, I, think, I think, Nick, that's funny. I, that t- at that time, I was doing a lot of SEO, so it's kind of like sometimes you just have to be clear. It's like yeah. people enter the word pro-life, and you want pro-life magazine to pop up. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. So I started that, and I, I'm like marketing by background. That's my you know, career on the, in the high-tech world. And I come across, I was like, I wonder what like pro-life does in marketing. So Google and Heroic Media pops up. Like, oh, that's cool. So I read about what they do, and I said, I'm going to see if I can get them on an interview. And so that's how I got connected cool. to Heroic Media. Wow. The first edition of Pro-Life Magazine, I interviewed the director of marketing at the time. And then the founder of the company got wind of this and came back to me and found out about my background and my story and said, hey, you know, we've been looking for like two years for someone who has your background but also kind of has a story 
mm. a powerful story. You've got like both of those. Would you consider coming down here and running marketing? Like, yeah, I'd consider it. So I flew down, talked with him, and a few months later, there I was. And the magazine, what happened after that? So <clears throat> we rolled the magazine into Heroic Media yeah. and took it from digital to print. Uh, I think we're about to take it back to digital um, because it's just getting, I don't know, print is, print is tough. Sure. And so, yeah, it's we've been doing it ever since. So it's kind of been under now the Heroic Media umbrella. Thank you for sharing this story and the story of Jesse. Um, I think it's beautiful when we are able to give names to our children regardless, you know, and it could be through abortion, it could be through miscarriage, but to be able to name that child I think is very special because then we can also honor that child and we can ask that child to pray for us as there is no no space between us and them when it comes to our spiritual walk that they can pray for and with us as we go. So thank you for sharing that. Well, Jeff, I kind of consider, uh, you know, this is my mission, this is my purpose for the rest of my life, and Jesse is with me. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when I give talks, I'll think about Jesse like physically being with me, certainly uh, pray with him all the time, asking him for intercession and all kinds of things. Because I think, you know, we don't, we don't know this, this side of heaven, but I think it's fair to say that the, certainly the 60, was it now 60 plus million in this country that have been aborted worldwide, it's over a billion, uh, I think have a very special place in heaven as martyrs. Yeah. And uh, I believe that. And so Jesse is in that group. And I think, um, has the, has the Lord's heart and the Lord's ear and certainly as an intercessor can be very powerful. Well, it seems like once you went through your healing and that retreat naming Jesse, <clears throat> look at the doors that have been opened that I got to believe uh, Jesse's been right there yeah. all along the way. Amen. You know, what a cool thing to look up Heroic Media and now be the president, CEO of Heroic, your CEO, correct, right. of Heroic right. Media. Um, that's a crazy but not crazy story when you think of how you got there. It's a crazy journey, and you just look back at something and you go, it's like, <laughs> the Lord works great through broken instruments. Yeah. You know, we see that throughout, throughout the obviously, the scriptures, but I'm like, well, that's me. Because <laughs> for all those that knew me before my conversion, look, as my good friend said, you're an ethical pagan, so I wasn't like yeah. crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I believed a lot of things that, you know, the, um, I'll call it the, the left side of the world believes. I often tell people in my talks, you know, I used to be on the other side of this issue. Not actively. wasn't out there advocating for it. But if someone had asked me. A belief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You believe in a woman's right to choose and all that kind of stuff. That is, yeah, of course. Right. Because I never really thought about it deeply. I don't think it was just because of the decision I had made so long ago. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I totally, man, totally believe in that kind of stuff. And, man, uh, to think that. 20 years ago that that happened to me and the way I believe, the way I think, the way I live my life, the way I try to influence people was completely different from back then. I got to think when, you know, I think about the book, I think about all the work you're doing. It's really important. You're, you're helping to put a business lens and a scale lens into something that's mostly been uh, mom and pop, local parish, local Protestant church, trying to do things that are very uh, noble, but how do we amp it up and have a bigger impact but your story is part of that story and it needs to be. So I appreciate you sharing that as a quick aside. You know, when I was 19, I got arrested for driving while intoxicated. I ended up starting a program to reduce drunk driving. And then that one spread across college campuses everywhere. The first was at Texas A&M. It was really critical that people knew that I'd been, you know, a good kid making a stupid mistake because that took away this judgment qualification. Like, Oh, I wonder who's starting this. I wonder, you know, 
what what religious group is out there judging me because I had some drinks as a college kid? And no, it was plastered on the front. The front page of every headline was, you know, after getting DWI, Jeff Shufflebine does this, uh, launches carpool. So I think there is something really important about that. What I hope people are hearing isn't just that piece of it, but the Rachel's Vineyard retreat, that that part of it is where men a lot of times don't think they have a place. Your question was a good one. Are there going to be any, is this for men? I don't know that men always know that there's a place yeah. for them to go get healing, whether that's Rachel's Vineyard or just period, that they should even be called to healing. It's interesting, Jeff. I, you know, now here I am many years on the other side of the story, and it's so easy for me to tell because I tell it all the time. But I remember like when I, when I was first going to tell someone at my church in the Right to Life Committee that this is what I did and this is what I'm going to do, um, my hands were sweating, yeah. my heart was pounding because I had this fear, and I think it's just the evil one plays on our fears like this. Yeah. I had this fear of being vulnerable because I was wearing this mask. Of, Isn't Brett a cool guy? Look how holy he is, blah, blah, blah. I'm about to tell this person I'm very close to, and all that's going to be blown away, and he's going to hate me. Yeah. So I tell him, and the first thing he did is he just pulled me in and embraced me yes. and said, I love you. I love you, brother. That's awesome. So this is what happens. It's like I want to encourage people because I've been um, at a healing retreat recently where I was able to witness this, and there's so much to be said. I understand it's harder for men to be vulnerable. I get it. But find a place where you, especially with other men who are facing similar issues, uh, trauma or things like that, and find that kind of retreat, and then get in there and and lay it on the table because it almost takes that. It's like you got you got to put it on the table and let the Lord work with it, and then amazing things can happen. That doesn't have to be like something, you know, blows up nationally, but even if it's within your own family, you know, if it, it just transforms who you are, how you interact with your family, your, your children, your spouse, your friends, your colleagues, it can change everything. But this got, it's got to start with the healing. you yeah. got to pull that wall down, and until you do that, I think there's an obstacle there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I remember at one point learning, because what you're talking about makes me think of that God works through the brokenness and that he brings about something greater be, almost because of the brokenness, not not necessarily that he would have willed that to begin with, of course, because, you know, we live in a broken world, but that uh, the happy fault, right, that we talk about at Easter. And so, um, so that the idea is then that because of the brokenness, uh, he's able to work more clearly. So, so the analogy, I remember hearing was uh, about the now I'm going to forget the name of the the art but there's I think a Japanese art where if you break a um if you break a a jar or something like a ceramic you know jar dish whatever it is they will use gold to stitch it back together essentially and then it'll be more beautiful or it's seen as more beautiful because of the way it was put back it's together worth more well, the, there's that too, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and in a way, right, grace does that. For so sure. we, we become almost worth more with the way he fuses us back together. But then it occurred to me while sitting in church that, well, we have that. It's stained glass windows, right, that the light shines through this this glass and it's this beautiful ambient reflection of, of all this light that's that's not in the window, right? The source is not there, but it shines through and it's all these small kind of broken pieces. I mean, Obviously, some are, are cut and all of that. I'm not saying it's just raw, broken glass, but but the idea that it's all fused together in a way that makes it more beautiful than it would have been otherwise. That's beautiful, beautiful. Paul. So listen, I was thinking about the fact that I know you can tell a story now uh, 
with an air of calmness, but you are sweating a lot. <laughs> and it's because we cranked up the heat to 95 in here just to make it an interesting night. Um, the other that. part is uh, we're being really vulnerable here. I appreciate your vulnerability. I'm going to ask you to match us in some more vulnerability because we're going to play our improv game <laughs> once again. Oh, Blessed no. are the joke makers. <laughs> Huge left turn here. <laughs> we're, we're, playing. Show, we're playing. We're inherit, playing. Inherent. Yeah. There's the going to be some points. Hey, Brett, are you comfortable trying to throw your name, your character in the ring here? You, you want to give it a shot? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do Let's it. Go. How many points is this one worth, Brett? One. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do... Uh, how, how many can I go up to? Whatever you want. I think we had the like limit does not exist. one time. Yeah. Limit is what? Does not exist. Limits what? do not exist. Yeah. So I could name a number and sure. it'd be, you're automatically going to be the winner, whoever wins. Sure. Like forever. Like well, a, maybe well, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is a guy, Christopher's tracking for us. Okay. A hundred. <laughs> okay, so Another this could tie pointer, it up. Yeah. yeah, here we go. All right, so again, we have a character card and we have to respond as that character. So here we go. The character is... An IRS agent, and the response, or the, the thing we have to respond to is, and they'll know we are Christians by our blank. And they'll know we're Christians by our tithing. Such a layup. <laughs> and I mean, he took the thing I was going to lay I out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they'll know we are Christians by our child deductions. Pretty good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Wait, pretty good. And they will know we are Christians by our gold-plated rosaries. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And wow. they've been sealed back together with gold if I'm uh -huh. following you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Healed, healed and That's sealed. That's what I was thinking. Healed and sealed. <laughs> totally meant to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and they will know we are Kristen, Kristen's, <laughs> you know, like Kristen Wig or Kristen Dunst. No, that's Kirsten. Dunst. That's not be added dudes at all. Kristen, Kristen Bale. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I am not, I'm just going to put my vote behind Brett and just sit back. <laughs> so Brett, I think you get to uh, make the final decision there and you can award it to yourself. You absolutely can. No. <laughs> No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Brett. Brett as well. wins. Yeah. Brett wins. Uh, Hundred points, Brett. Too 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 much humility coming out of uh, chair three over here. Yeah. They'll know we are Christians by our ten percent. I mean, that's where I was going, but the tithe. Mm. I mean, you took it from me. So then I went Christians. You were gonna say ten percent. Yeah. yeah. And I went Christians after that, which is totally a different answer. All right, <laughs> Brett. <laughs> So a reminder for everyone: uh, the book is pro your pro life bottom line by Brett Atterbury. You can also check out Heroic Media at heroicmedia.org. Mm -hmm. And you can also check out Brett's personal website at brettatterbury.com. And you can also <laughs> you can also try thriveexpresswomenshealthcare.com. Is that correct or is it .org? That's .com. All right. That's well, from was, the previous I was, I was trying to think the two. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a German word. The acronym. Yeah, T-E-W-H-C. <laughs> All right, and follow follow Brett on uh, LinkedIn. Get some great articles that he's writing and uh, be part of that uh, movement as well. Brett, any last words for us as we roll out into the credits for the Beatitudes? No, just that uh, you can't believe what an honor it is to be a part of the club now, the Beatitude yeah. Club. Beatitude. I just you did it. You did it. You did it. It's really tricky. What kind of Christian are you? Yeah. <laughs> 
They will know we are bad beatitudes. See, I can't even beatitudes by yeah. our mispronunciation. Man, you gotta <laughs> really slow it down. I, I could have really crossed that one. Yeah. It's um, getting hot it's, in here. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, brain's frying. It's amazing. I'm just so happy to be one of the focus on the beatitudes. Yes, yes. yes. One of the first hundred, maybe. Oh yeah. So For when sure. there's like Probably. a million of them a month from now, oh maybe it'll take longer than that, but. After I your episode, say, I can always say I was one of the first hundred be added dudes. Brett, I feel <laughs> like if I'm looking at the cover of your book here, your pro-life bottom line, and we see this graph and it's just going hockey stick, that's what's going to happen to our listeners <laughs> now that you've been on the show. That is a solid hockey stick sound effect. <laughs> well played. You ever played hockey? <laughs> Watch out. We're down here in Texas. We don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> All right. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you in the hockey game and we'll see you in the Eucharist. God bless. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.